Let me go back to the uh, to the blog here uh, uh, with Dreyer's uh, quoting uh, Professor Brugger and his work on identifying these people called nuns and the Great Awakening. Here, uh, Dreyer says, from his various, various calculations, is Burg, Bur, uh, Burge's list uh, the least religious states and the most religious. The lower you are on the list, the more religious you are. Okay. The number one least religious state in the Union, if you had to guess, most of you are going to go like, oh, middle church, pick me, pick me, California. No, it's not California. It's Maine. Maine's number one. New Hampshire's number two. Oregon's number three. Vermont's number four. You don't want to be on this list, by the way. Vermont's number four, Alaska's number five, Washington's number six. No surprises here in the top ten other than uh, uh, that uh, California's not in it. And Nevada's number seven, Montana is number eight. Colorado's number nine, not a surprise. And Hawaii is number ten. Now, who are the top ten states that are the most religious, that aren't nuns, that have the least amount of nuns in them? Well, here you go. Now, this goes from 10 down to 1. So, uh, start with a 10. South Carolina, Texas, Tennessee, South Dakota, Arkansas, North Dakota, North Dakota, there, 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 Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, our beloved Louisiana, number two, and then Utah. And Dreyer says, uh, don't look at that Utah stat and think that that's going that has any longevity. Um, uh, 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 Dreyer says, that, oh, and I'm not in Burgess. Um, uh, uh, in Burgess' analysis, that while Utah is the most religious state, the LDS, that's Latter Day Saints faith, is in near collapse among the Utes. This map's going to look very, very different in another 10 or 20 years. And uh, then, uh, so, um, he quotes a little bit more from uh, uh, another friend of his. And then Dreher uh, writes this. A friend back in the U.S., very conservative and religious man who has a position in the world that allows him to see many things that others cannot see, told me recently that the MAGA boomers, his phrase, are completely deluded about our common reality. This is where I wanted, I, I, I wanted to monologue on this with all of you here today on the Mike Church Show. By the way, didn't do it at the top of the segment. We are $1,000 away from hitting our October crowdfunding. Who donated $500 today, Maggie? Uh, Riley? Mr. Riley? Brian O'Neill. Oh, O'Neill. Uh, uh, like I said, O'Neill. Brian O'Neill with, a, with a, a wonderful $500 uh, uh, contribution. Thank you, Brian. Uh, we are uh, just $1,000 away from the October number. Please, can we get to it today? And then I can shut up for the rest of the month about it. Hmm? Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash donate. Uh, back to Dreher. Uh, these MAGA boomers cannot accept, and you can make a donation in the chat room if you're in there, crusadechannel.com forward slash chat uh, donate buttons top and the bottom of the page, and uh, I'd love to read your name uh, uh, during this segment or at the start of the next. They cannot accept that America, that America is as they knew it is over, and it's not coming back. Another friend, an evangelical missionary who lived for many years overseas in a country where Christians are a minuscule minority 
said that now that he's back in America, he is finding that the skills he learned living in a society where Christians were in no position to win the country for Christ, but who were consumed by simply trying to survive, are in need. He told me recently that this is the world that the American church has now entered, though most American Christians and their complacencies don't see it. Each day that one puts off coming to terms with the new reality is a day wasted in preparing for the long trial. I mentioned to you the other day here that a well-known lay Roman Catholic figure told me when I asked him about the synod going on in Rome that when he travels around the U.S. today, he tells the Catholics he meets with to start preparing in earnest for hard times. The gist of what he was saying is that nobody is going to ride from Rome or anyone else to their rescue. The best answer available for any of us, Catholic and otherwise, is to build strong families, strong local communities of belief and practice, and to network those communities to create a resilient church body, even across confessional lines. Now is not the time to shun your neighbor of another form of Christianity. The Catholic, the I agree with him on this, the evangelical, the orthodox believer with whom you don't share much in common might turn out to be an invaluable ally in the days to come. Uh, how much of that do most of you agree with? I agree with almost all of it. I also agree that this is why Free Farm Friday is popular. This is why Joel Salatin is being paid big bucks to go speak across the United States. This is why the Catholic land movement now has its third conference under its belt. This is why people are, are, are trying to, to find out uh, in their er area where they can buy milk or many and many events or in many places, even though they hate the birds. <laughs> people can't stand the chickens or learning how to raise their own chickens uh, so that they can grow the, they can have access to their own eggs or trying to seek out and finding local farmers to buy milk and to buy pork and to buy local meat and produce from. This is important stuff here. You know, this weekend here in Louisiana, we have a wonderful little event Saturday uh, at the convention center or at the, uh, the meeting center where we have the Congress. It is a meeting of Latin mass attending families from across the state. And I'm sure there will be upwards of 50, 60, who knows, we might get 100 families there. Um, uh, and I, I can tell you that many of them are going to come seeking to make, like we're on an episode of Survivor, seeking to make alliances. <laughs> can we make an alliance with the people in Lake Charles, with the people in Covington? Can the people in, in Doosan make an alliance with the, with, with the people in Alexandria? I think Dreyer's correct, and I think a lot of other people that are talking about this are correct. Now, I'm not a doomsdayer, though, because mortification is good for the soul. That doesn't mean I want to suffer, but, you know, as I've been enduring this back injury here, and may not appear to you people watching on the Crusade TV that there is an injury there. Believe me, there is. I just keep reminding myself. I just keep I keep hearing Fry Anthony. I love Fry Anthony. Keep hearing Fry Anthony. Just offer it up. Just offer it up. God will take it. Just 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 offer it up. Well, that's what we're going to have to do, and it's not going to be so bad. Do we really need all of the things that this this earthly world of ours has generated for us? Well, I don't think we need all of them. So um, this particular piece from Dreher, to me, is just very interesting. That poll, though, shows that that those, those Pew Research Center surveys show. Now, 
I can tell you from personal experience where there is the practice of sacred tradition, there are growing numbers. It's growing. It's not dying on the vine. It's not getting smaller. There's no, it, there is no attrition there. The numbers are growing. That's a fact. Why do you think the people in Rome and in bishoprics across the United States who think that there's something wrong with sacred tradition, and we think there's something wrong with them, and there is, why do you think that they're always trying to draw battle lines against us? Why are they always trying to separate us? Why are they always trying to say, yeah, you can do that, but yeah, you can, you can do it at noon every third Sunday or whatever? I'm not saying that the enemy is strong with them, but the enemy is strong with them. They're on the wrong team. They know what's going to survive. The church will survive. That's just a fact. That doesn't mean you should be sanguine about it. I mean, there's a, gosh, there's so much to talk about here today. Um, Mike Johnson from Louisiana, who's my congressman when I'm at Walls Inn and West, is now up for the to be Speaker of the House of Representatives. I like Mike Johnson. He's pretty much right on, he has voted correctly on many things, including not voting for Ukrainian funding. Uh, but in his rah-rah speech yesterday, at the end of it, he said something, and I told Maggie, I'm like, dude, I said, they're all going to say that. You're not going to, Ron Paul and Walter Jones aren't in the House of Representatives anymore. They're all Zionists, all of them. But, and they all think that they have to say this. Because if they don't say it, Trump's going to correct them. And if they don't say it, Ron DeSantis is going to correct them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is not popular saying, I stand, and just say that I don't stand with our supposed most greatest ally in the re region, Israel. You're not supposed to say that. You're verboten from saying that. We're all supposed to get down on our knees and go, throw the Israel, uh, the Zionist prayer mat down and face whichever direction is west, or is east, rather, so that you can give your pound of flesh and your allegiance to Israel. Well, that's Israel, the state, a landmass that, that has an army and a military. That's not Israel. That's not what Abraham was promised. It's not when Jesus uses Israel. That's not what he meant. To be very aware, these people want war. They might even want one inside the United States. Play digital media file, and then we'll go to the telephones here. Well, you don't even have it on here. Where's Owen Schroyer? I thought you had it. Oh, okay. It's not on the cut sheet. By the way, there's an interesting piece at the American Thinker today by Victor Victoria White Berger called Landry Takes Louisiana. And uh, she says Louisiana is, if you credit the MSM, considered one of the worst states in the U.S. for just about everything but food. Yet one can find extant diverse culture, personal freedom. There is also in practice widespread colorblindness or at least indifference to race in large areas of Louisiana where the Democrat Party does not rule the roost. Now, she lives in St. Tammany Parish where I live. You know, Justin was telling me yesterday, go ahead and play the digital media, Father, and I'll, I'll, I'll catch up on this. 
Owen Schroyer here, and I am about to turn myself in to be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. Unfortunately, we knew that things would get this bad. Unfortunately, we knew the Democrats were this corrupt, and now I have to hit the front lines and be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. And as I go, I am currently involved in litigation to try to get my original Twitter account back, at all I do is Owen, where I had over 300,000 followers, but I've been censored there for years. So in the meantime, while I'm away, I've launched this Twitter account, at Owen Schroyer 1776. It's actually run by a media team. It's not run by me, but my media team who will be giving you updates while I'm incarcerated, daily updates while I'm incarcerated, sharing old video clips, new video clips, and as well as phone audio recordings and maybe even live recordings while I'm away. So please follow this account at Owen Schroyer 1776 for updates while I'm away and spread this video far and wide to let others know, hey, Owen Schroyer is back on Twitter right here at Owen Schroyer 1776. And that year, 1776, is extremely important, not just because it was the founding year of our country, but the U.S. government is arguing that it's illegal for me to say 1776 in Washington, D.C. Don't believe me? Check the U.S. government's sentencing memo for yourself. They said that me chanting 1776 in Washington, D.C. is worthy of 60 days in prison. So. It's Owen Schroyer, 1776. Please share this video. Let people know I'm back on Twitter and follow this account for updates while I'm away. Godspeed and God bless. He yelled 1776 in a crowded theater, apparently, and that's illegal in Mordor and the Potomac. Something else happened in 1776. I'm not going to get into it today, but if you're going to watch the movie that I recommended, The Mystery of Israel Solved... You might want to know this. 1776 was the year Adam Weishaupt founded the Illuminati. Look it up. All right, quickly to the telephones. And I'm going to come back to the Jeff Landry story here. 